Hey NPX! Welcome to another episode of the What NPX Do podcast, the show with hot questions and even hotter innovation ideas. I'm one of your hosts, Simi Jayoba, an NPX intern and member of the X program and infrastructure teams. Before we get started with today's guest, we have a few company updates. There will be an X program exchange meeting on Wednesday, July 21st from 5 to 5.30 p.m. NPX will be hosting a happy hour on Thursday, July 22nd from 5.30 to 6.30. And finally, we will be hosting an Indigenous Canada course discussion session on Friday, July 23rd from 10.30 to 11. Without further ado, today's guest is Christina Mohan, a second-year chemical engineering student from the University of Waterloo, currently interning at NPX as part of the Quality Assurance Team. Hello, Christina. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of What NPX Do. I'm very excited to speak with you, and I'm just going to ask you to take a minute to introduce yourself to everybody. Hi, everyone. My name is Christina Mohan. And I'm a second year chemical engineering undergrad at the University of Waterloo. Um, and this is actually my third co-op term with NPX. In the past, I've worked with TerraProbe Incorporated as an environmental field technician. And in my second term, I worked as a junior engineer at Natural Resources Canada in the nuclear energy division. And I'm really excited to be helping out with the QA program here at NPX. That's awesome. Wow. You're only in second year and you've had so much experience in co-op. <laughs> It's definitely really enlightening to apply these concepts from school into real life. Mm-hmm. It's really valuable. I want to ask you some fun questions to get started and just know a little bit more about you. So could you tell us, and I'm sure you can because of all your co-op experience, but about any experience that taught you something about the type of person that you want to be? Well, I feel like this is a little anticlimactic, but the experience isn't necessarily from myself, but it's from watching my idol. So my idol is a soccer player named Eden Hazard. He used to play on my favorite team. And it was basically in a press conference a while back um, where he was being interviewed. um, And one of the questions that they asked was, like, which player he would rather be mirrored to. So the options were really Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, which I'm sure you guys are familiar with as like really talented and legendary players. Um, but what really took me by surprise was his response to this. And he didn't pick one of the players. Instead, he said that he wanted to be able to bring his own talent to the pitch. And this really got me thinking um, in the sense that as a professional and a student, I think that that resonated well with me since I also think that um, something that I want to do is be able to bring my own innovation and talent. Um, to whatever I'm doing. So whether it's in school or in work, I want to be able to provide new ideas and insight into different things. So that's one of the reasons why I decided to apply for NPX, because just having that innovative environment, um, that really caught my fancy. And I just think that it's really nice to have all these opportunities to be able to, you know, just share new ideas, as absurd as they might be at times. Yeah, and I think that's such a, it's a confident and confident building approach to things to, to say there's something I can bring to the table. I agree. And I guess in the past before, I never really thought that I wanted to bring my own unique ideas. I thought I would just, you know, follow orders and, you know, complete whatever tasks 
I was given. But now actually getting the experience as a co-op student, I really think that sharing my own ideas and like putting my voice into things is really something that I enjoy doing because it feels really awesome to be able to contribute um, to the industry in a way. Yeah. How do you feel about the past Euro Cup? Uh, okay, so I'm a Spain fan, like a diehard Spain fan. Um, and I was really sad when they didn't win. Like we were in off, like Office Venus and Whitby and we we're watching the game. It was really intense, but like I think it was a good game and they played really well. They had a good run. They made it to semifinal, but in the end we didn't win. Um, I think that the Italians did a really good job and I guess they deserved their win, but um, definitely Spain is going to take the World Cup. Yeah, I can feel your passion. <laughs> so I guess in the same vein, do you ha- have some favorite activities? I'm sure soccer is one of them. For sure. I love soccer. It's like my passion in life other than the nuclear industry. But um, like definitely just playing a little bit of soccer every day is something that I love to do. Um, and just having that active lifestyle. So working out and strength training has been a new hobby that I've adopted. And I'm really excited for the gyms to be opening up pretty soon. So just having, you know, that active lifestyle is a hobby of mine. And also cooking. I really love to cook, um, try out new recipes. And especially like when it comes to grilling and barbecuing, those are really fun things to do. Nice. If you were hosting dinner, what would you make? Um, that's a tough question. So my family is actually from Trinidad and Tobago. And one of the like main dishes we have there is called Pelau. So it's like a chicken and rice dish, kind of like paella from like the Latin American countries. And I think that's my best dish. So that's probably what I would make for everyone. Mm-hmm. Do you have any like really surprising skills or talents that you want to share? Uh, sure. So this is kind of like a step away from the traditional like engineering skill set where it's like analytical and logical. Um, but I think a talent that I have is poetry. And uh, <laughs> like ever since grade nine, I just started writing poems to try to raise awareness of social, um, not really injustices, but like social issues, including mental health. Um, for example, in grade nine, one of the topics was self-esteem that I wrote a poem on. And then in grade 11, another poem that I wrote was really focused on depression and being a person that can reach out to people who are undergoing depression. Um, and I actually decided to enter some of these po- poems into this contest called the Marion Drysdale contest. And I guess I really realized that this is a skill that I had because I ended up being the provincial winner for um, the French prose and poetry categories. So it was really exciting and it really sparked a fuel in my passion for poetry congratulations thank you yeah i think we're going to have to talk more about that (laughs) offline because i really like poetry too so that's very exciting maybe we can start a poetry club but and yeah for sure so if you could get really good at one thing what do you think you would choose um well, I, I would have to pick public speaking and presenting, and I would say that that's one of my weaknesses right now. So getting really good at it would be really awesome. Um, but I think one of the other reasons for choosing that is because I feel like when you're having, like when you have good public speaking abilities, um, it really just exhibits 
charisma and the ability to persuade an audience. And I think that's so valuable in whatever industry you're working in. Like if you wanted to, like, for example, in the SMH team, um, one of the things they're trying to do is pitch the SMH application to OPG. And I think having those really strong public speaking skills would be able to help persuade the audience that, you know, this is a really good product and it's worth it. So that would definitely be a skill that I would love to have. Yeah, you're definitely on the path. Thank you. So I'm going to ask you a couple of rapid fire questions and okay. we'll just jump into it. So are you a coffee or a tea person? 100% tea. What kind of tea? Um, I really like chai tea and also some herbal teas. If you want a recommendation, lemongrass tea is a really good one. Nice. Okay. Is there a show, book, podcast, or any type of media that you recommend to people? Um, well, this is kind of on the nerdy side, but I think anime is the best type of media. So a recommendation from that would be Steins Gate if you really like time travel and the butterfly effect. Steins Gate. Yeah. All right. Cool. So could you tell me three songs you like that are totally different from each other? Okay, so some of them are going to be in completely different languages. Like one of them would be Caramelo by Osuna, which is like a Spanish song. And then You Can Become a Hero from the anime My Hero Academia, which is like an instrumental um, song. And then Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran, which is, you know, pop culture. Wow, that's good. <laughs> So do you speak French and Spanish? I can speak French and I'm learning Spanish. I can do conversational, but definitely something I want to learn in the future. Well, that's cool. And lastly, if you took over the world, what would be your silliest or most obscure command? Um, I think that instead of greeting people with like, you know, waving to them saying hello or shaking hands, I would say that a new custom would be to greet people like whenever you see a person, you have to kind of do a mini like playoff in soccer with them or whatever sport of your choice. So like you have to do keep ups, whoever can do the most keep ups wins. And I think that's a fun way to get everyone, you know, on like happy terms. Yeah, that's great. But what what if your sport of choice is like wrestling or something? Oh, no, Uh, (laughs) that could get a bit dangerous, but. I know you said that you were uh, you've done like professional wrestling in the past. So if it's a sport, then it could still be something that's safe. Yeah. Yeah. Not pro wrestling. More like uh, the one in the Olympics. (laughs) But no, I think I would just skip that greeting. Okay, so there's a game we like to play at what MPX do called Two Truths and a Lie. So I'll just let you get started with that. Okay, so I'll just, like, name three things. I've played rep soccer in my high school career. Um, I've gone to seven different beaches already this summer. And I've went parasailing. All right. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but we will revisit that at the end, and we'll see if I can do a good job. <laughs> okay, good luck. So you've already mentioned that this isn't your first co-op experience but having so much experience already what is advice you would give to someone specifically a student who's trying to figure out what they're really interested in um well I guess I would say that it's really important to expose yourself to like new information and do a lot of research so um 
my first experience wasn't even in the nuclear industry. It was like as an environmental field technician. So it was in that environmental industry. And I did a lot of research on it to learn about all the new techniques that are used in it. I noticed that it wasn't something that I didn't really enjoy as much as the nuclear industry. So still having that information and learning about it um, did like expose me to like what it would be like. And even if I didn't like it, I knew that, okay, maybe I can try something else. So that's how I got new information on the nuclear industry. And that's just something that I really love. Um, so also being willing to try out like completely different positions. So um, my first position was a field technician. It was a lot of like, you know, on like work on the field, whereas my next few positions were actually in an office environment. So just seeing like the different environments that you could be working in and the different types of work that you're doing. Um, that could really expose you to different things that, you know, you might find one of them that you like. And that's really great advice. It's something someone might hear, but here putting it into practice and seeing how you did it, it's really beneficial to research and just see what you like. So were you interested in nuclear engineering before you started at NPX? And whether whatever your answer is, could you describe why you feel so passionate about it? Sure. Um, so it actually all started in my grade 11 history class. So I was just sitting down paying attention um, to the lesson. And basically, it was about um, President Eisenhower's Adams for Peace speech. And this speech kind of talked about how, you know, nuclear power has been used for destruction and chaos as it's been harnessed for a lot of weapons. And it's been like a whole threat during the Cold War. But one of the proposals that President Eisenhower made was that instead of using this nuclear power for all these negative catastrophes, why not use it and harness that energy for something good like power generation? And I was just so fascinated by it. I thought, you know, nuclear power is something it's so condensed and it can provide so much energy and benefit so many people. So I really wanted to be a person that could contribute to that industry and just make it even better. And even comparing it to other types of energy like renewables. Um, and hydro, other types of clean energy are really awesome, but I feel like nuclear just has something else to it that makes it even better. Like, it's resilient and it's very safe. Like, all the regulations um, that are placed on it just makes it a lot more intriguing. That's the word that I'm looking for. So, yeah, um, that kind of just sparked my passion for nuclear engineering. Yeah, that's awesome. Could you tell everybody about the QA program? Sure. So um, I work really closely with Leslie for the implementation of the QA program, and it's really just a program that's meant to ensure that NPX as a supplier provides the best possible quality of um, products and services that also meet the applicable codes and standards, such as um, CSA N299.1, um, which is the QA requirements for the supply of items and services for Category 1 nuclear power plants. Um, so it's a lot of words there, but all it really means is that it's telling you all of the quality requirements that you need to fulfill um, as a service provider for um, like high energy reactor facilities, such as Bruce Power and OPG um, facilities. So one of the things that we're working on right now is just resolving gaps that we've determined from an internal audit. So we kind of just look through all of our QA program documents, including our um, QA manual, our procedures and forms, and just ensuring that they're compliant with the requirements that are listed in CSA N299.1. 
um, and anywhere that it wasn't compliant, then that's just where we would kind of resolve those gaps and make sure that it is compliant. And the goal of all of this is to become an approved supplier on Bruce Power's approved supplier list. This just means that we're going to have more work opportunities by being on Bruce Power's approved supplier list. Um, and more work is awesome because, you know, we're just going to get more work opportunities. So the next phase of what we're doing right now would just be an external audit. So we're preparing a package to submit to Bruce Power, and our goal is to get that by the end of August. Um, and eventually we're going to have to roll out some training for NPXers to make sure that they're all indoctrinated in the quality program. But we're going to make it a lot of fun because our goal is to make QA great at NPX. That's a good goal. So you mentioned working closely with Leslie, and I'm sure you've worked with a lot of other leaders at MPX through being so involved with Project Future. Could you describe something you've learned from the leadership at MPX that you think will really stick with you? For sure. So um, I really appreciate that, um, like when working with Leslie, for example, she really provides a newer, more innovative side of the QA program. So I remember that like some of the things that we've discussed in the past is that um, some other companies have their QA program and it was really like old school and not as fun. And it kind of seemed like it was policing the workforce. And what I really appreciated about like Leslie's leadership on the QA program was that, you know, she was able to provide a newer outlook on it and making sure that and something that's actually going to be beneficial to the staff. So it's not just like, oh, we have a QA program. We have to do this and this and this. It's more like, oh, we have a QA program and this is amazing. Um, we have like all of these things to help us provide better quality products and services. So I really think that um, being able to provide an innovative outlook to old school um, problems is something that leadership has definitely taught me. And Another thing would have to be just, I guess, the confidence. I love how, like, all of the leaders at NPX are really confident in what they do. And, you know, they have the skills to back that up. And I really look up to that. So, like, with Leslie and Barath, for example, they're all really knowledgeable in the nuclear industry. And if you have any questions, they're always willing to answer it. Um, So there's a lot to learn from the leaders at NPX. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you think there's anything about quality assurance that's going to translate into your own life? 100%. There's many things from quality assurance that I think could translate into my own life, but I'm just going to pick one really important one, and that's to have a plan. So in a lot of the procedures um, and forms in the NPX QA program, there's going to be a lot of plans. So, for example, a work execution plan, a design plan, um, these are just things that allow you to take like all the information that you know about a certain project or about some type of thing and then put it in writing just so that you have everything documented and you know where to go with it. Um, and I think that like even in like, for example, in school, having a plan of the things that you want to do for the day or the things that you want to achieve within a semester is really useful because that way. You have direction and having that like direction and that vision really helps you with getting to your destination. Um, and one other thing from the QA program that can translate within that plan is that the plan isn't something that you just create at the beginning and, you know, you follow it completely. Like your plan can change. Like one of the things that we say is that it's a living document. So throughout the project, 
you're going to have to update your plan because, you know, the client might say some other things that you need to adjust in the plan, like the schedule might change. So being able to update that plan as you go is another important skill that I learned from there. And that can apply to any part of your life, whether it's school, personal life, um, or even in the workplace. That's a solid takeaway. So what approach do you usually use to planning? I know I saw your Kaban board uh, as part of Project Feature, which is really awesome. And is planning something that you've thought a lot about? And how do you usually approach it? Um, so I definitely do think a lot about about planning. And I think at NPX, like I really I discovered that, you know, planning is actually something that's really fun. So. Um, one of the approaches that I take to it is that I just want to like write down in like a complete mess everything that needs to be done um, or, you know, all the possible tasks that are there. And then once I have it all like on paper or on like my computer, then that's when I start to organize things. So just having knowledge of everything that needs to be done or some sort of vague idea of what needs to be done is the first important step. And then following that, um, just like breaking everything up into sub tasks and organizing it into more manageable ways, um, is just something that helps with the planning. But at times, like things might not go as planned and you need to be able to, you know, improvise, adapt and overcome. So just like making your plan flexible, um, which is why, like, for example, the Kanban board is really useful for that since you can move things around really easily. Um, that's another thing when it comes to planning that I think is really helpful. Yeah. And do you, do you like keeping it super visual as well? Yeah. I think if it's like visual, it's not only easy for myself, but for everyone else to see exactly what needs to be done. Yeah. So talking about project future, you, you mentioned you're a link between different teams. So could you describe what exactly your role is and Anything you've learned that's unique about being a link between the same project teams? Yep. Um, So I've been helping out with the SMH team and also the understanding requirements team. And I feel like these two teams are really interconnected. Um, But the actual work that they're doing is vastly different. So with the SMH team, they're really focusing on creating that wireframe for the requirements management tool. Um, which first we're going to try to pitch to OPG and also the like app development of it. So creating the web apps and the power apps and also the dashboards to make it um, digitized. Whereas with the understanding requirements team, we're focusing on looking through the different CNSC reg docs and regulations and acts and so on. And just understanding that regulatory framework and also each individual requirement within that. So it's more of like an analysis side. When it comes to the UR team, which is like the understanding requirements team, um, whereas it's more of like the execution side when it comes to the SMH team. So it's kind of like that WTF discussion we had on like, are you an innovator or an executor? Are these the same thing? I think that like it's kind of interconnected um, in terms of like those two roles. But being the linkage there, you're kind of helping with innovating, but you're also helping with executing. So that's like the main takeaway of being that link in project future. Yeah, it seems like a a really cool spot to sit at, to be exposed to a lot. Mm -hmm. 
And one of the reasons I chose that was because, like, I don't really have the technical skills to develop apps. I'm willing to learn, but, like, I wouldn't actually be able to do that just, like, if you told me to make an app. So I think that using my skills in the QA program and, like, regulations and standards, um, that kind of came in handy for helping out with the requirements team and, like, just translating that into a design for the app. Yeah, that's awesome. And so I guess outside of the work that you do at MPX, are you involved in any other initiatives? Um, well, I guess at NPX, there's also like the Coast to Coast Challenge. I've been helping out with that. Um, so, you know, developing a message for the stakeholders um, and getting that implemented. There's also the Hydrogen X project um, in the vision team. I haven't been going to the meetings quite recently, but I'm definitely going to um, continue with that and kind of like doing some research for that and also like some volunteer experiences. So when there was the Peel Vaccine Hub, I went volunteering with some of the NPXers and it was a really fun experience. So I'm really like excited to have all these opportunities at NPX to get involved. Yeah, that sounds like such a positive experience. All right. I'm going to take um, a guess at what I think the lie was from the beginning. So, did you play rep soccer? Have you gone to seven different beaches this summer? Or have you been parasailing? These are all pretty solid uh, facts. So, hmm. Maybe you wanted to go parasailing and it didn't work out? Is that the lie? Nope. I actually went parasailing in Dominican and it was really fun. It's not scary if anyone is interested, unless you're scared of heights. Um, but the lie was actually that I ha- I've never played rep soccer, which might seem a bit harder to guess since I really love soccer, but I did play in my high school team. So there's that. I've been trumped yet again, but that's okay. <laughs> So I really enjoyed speaking with you, Christina, and just learning more about the way that you see things and how you approach them and about how you've really thrown yourself into your work at MPX. So thank you so much for joining me and talking to me about all of that. Thank you for taking the time for this. Yeah. And I think I'm going to bother you one day so I can start a poetry club, even if it's just the two of us. I think that would be (laughs) awesome. That sounds like fun. All right. I will talk to you soon. All right. Bye.